What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Kevin here. Another episode of the Pro Athlete Academy podcast. Today is another cool episode for me, similar to the one I did back with Craig Churchill. Um, but this one is with my little brother, Mike Gilroy. And I wanted to talk with Mike because he's um, a collegiate hockey player now. And he is entering into his senior season where he's also probably going to be one of his final years playing the game of hockey. And the the point of this show for everyone, as you all know now, is to help people make a transition and give them the tools that they need to make that transition from people who are either in it now, have done it before, built businesses, gone to the corporate nine to five, and the transition from college hockey into your next career or your full-time career afterwards is a big jump that many people struggle with. I know I have. I know I did. Um, I'm still trying to find my way through my identity as not being a hockey player or an athlete anymore. Um, I found running in marathon and distance, which is bringing me back into the competitive spirit. But for a while, you get a little lost because, again, your identity was one thing. And now you have to change course and, in my mind, start all over. But as we found out, you're not starting over and you can use different things. So conversation with, with Mike here is focused on just that. It's focused on being a college hockey player, balancing school versus team commitments versus social life, all of that stuff, and be really setting yourself up for success once the playing days are over. And if it happens to be after college and you're moving on to, in his case, he's going into the medical world um, and he's got a big course load outside of the hockey team and he's got a lot of things going on. And I think it's a great conversation with somebody who's going through the process now and experiencing that and just kind of what he's doing to make sure that he's really prepared. And it's different when you talk to somebody who's in the middle of it, right? Because their perception's different from people who look back and have the ability to say, hey, if I just did this differently, I could um, take advantage of it, right? And make those adjustments. You talk to somebody who's in it now, they kind of see it in real time. And it's just interesting that can relate to some people out there and hopefully help you guys um, get through the transition at the college level. So it was also, at the end of the day, it was also really fun just sitting down for an hour and a half and catching up with a little brother who um, we don't really get those opportunities too much with him, me living in Boston, him in New York, and just the kids and all that, we lose track. So it was good to catch up with my brother, have a little bit of a different conversation rather than um, the brotherly love that we have. So um, it was fun, a lot of cool stuff, and I was just happy to have the support and have my brother on to have a conversation. With that, enjoy the show. Here's the interview with Michael Gilroy. Yeah, I come from a big family. I'm one of 10, the second youngest of 10. So I grew up watching eight older siblings play sports. You know, sports was a big part of our lives. Everything we did revolved around sports, whether it was hockey, soccer, basketball, lacrosse. In one way or another, it was sports. Um, you know, we were constantly playing in the driveway, the backyard, our community service all revolved around sports. Our jobs revolved around sports camps, coaching, refing. So, I mean, sports really played a huge part in my development as an athlete, a person, my work ethic, the way I treat others, the way I interact with others. So, yeah. Boom, crushed it. So, where, kind of, where did 
I know you you've played multiple sports going through and mainly it was through high school lacrosse and hockey where did you figure out that you wanted to pursue hockey as a avenue to get to college um definitely seeing you and Maddie play college hockey I definitely fell in love with it you know watching you guys play at BU that definitely solidified me wanting to you know following you guys footsteps uh, I was probably a little better at lacrosse, but I mean, I never really like loved it as much as I loved hockey. So, I mean, in high school, I kind of played lacrosse just to stay in shape for hockey and interact with a different group of people. But, you know, like watching you guys play and skating and all that just doesn't really compare. So I kind of just fell in love with it in that sense. And, and you kind of just talk a little bit about, I know you were late, Bloomer coming into hockey starting late. Um, kind of how is that mentally for you oh, kind of starting behind everybody and then having to play a little bit of catch up in order to kind of get to kind of a level where you can actually think about that being an option? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, growing up, I think my I started pretty late. I didn't start until I was like eight or nine skating. And then my first team, I played for the Long Island Gulls and I was the practice player and just didn't play much games just practiced. I played in like one or two games a year and it was against just like a tune-up team. But I mean, you know, we just skated a lot. We moved to Boston and took a lot of skating lessons. I really developed that part of my game and that opened up a lot of avenues. So then when we came back to New York after we moved back from Long Island, I had a lot of opportunities um, with teams on Long Island to kind of venture into that. And what would you think for the biggest attribute that you were able to learn was it the skating that you think was something that if somebody wanted to make a jump quickly, right? So if they're struggling to get some playing time, struggling to get some looks, what kind of skill development do you feel would be a good place for them to focus? Uh, I think definitely skating is probably my, just like, I think that's the biggest part. I mean, Hockey is all about skating. If you can't move, if you can't move efficiently and well, like you're not going to be a very effective player. I mean, you can work on, but you got to be able to skate. Like we got to be able to stick hand when you skate, have your head up. So it all comes down to your ability to work your edges, move forward, backward pivots, open your hips and all that. So that's definitely something important to work on when you're trying to like expand and develop. Nice. And then you have... So you get through high school, you got lacrosse, something that you're doing on the side, and then end of high school comes around. What were your thoughts that led you to go the junior route? Was it more of, hey, let's just, I have the years to use, let's see if I can get this thing to college? Um, or was it something that you didn't want to just not be a student when you, got, when you went to school? Uh, I think it was definitely a healthy combo of both. I mean, I've always been a good student. I've always worked really hard in the classroom. So I definitely had opportunities to go as just a student. But like I said, like seeing you guys play college hockey, like that experience, I really wanted it. So, I mean, I was very blessed that my parents gave me the opportunity to play junior hockey. And I mean, it ended up working out. But I mean, I definitely had the option to be just a regular student. It's just something 
I always wanted to was play college hockey. So I definitely just took advantage of my opportunity to do that. Yeah, and it's something to – and it's not a, inherently a bad thing to just go to school and just be a student, right, and not have mm-hmm. the college sports in, in there. But it's something that was part of – and. I can talk because we're brothers and grew up in the same situation. It's just something that once it's part of your life for that long, it's really hard to let go of it. And being able yeah, to have that opportunity, especially in the hockey world, you get kind of a th- an extra three years to try to make yeah. it happen. So if you have the opportunity to do it, I mean, I think that was similar to kind of what I was doing too, right? I mean, I was a little bit behind on getting in from a classroom perspective to get to a top school. And using sports was a way to get into a better school. But also it was, I don't think I was ready to stop playing. And it was definitely just needed to push that for extra. So that's a good thing around the hockey side is that you do get those extra junior years. So when you went into juniors, how how was that transition for you? And being to catch up to speed, the play, and kind of what development did you, benefits did you see in your development from playing junior hockey? Uh, yeah, there was definitely a big adjustment with juniors. I mean, my first year of junior, I was 18 when I first played. So, I mean, I was playing against, like, 19, 20-year-olds. And I was kind of, like, obviously, like, you're my brother. So, like, we're all kind of late bloomers. We don't really develop much muscle tone or become a man until a little bit later. So, I mean, like, the speed, the, the strength of the other players was definitely an adjustment. And, like, my first year, you know, I had a great coach. We had a good team. A lot of guys were on to play, like, high levels in college and D3, D1. So I definitely had, like, a good development, like, practicing against them, playing against them. So, like, my hockey senses, my confidence with the puck, like, that definitely developed over, the like, those two years of junior. And like you said, with three years, I was I was not ready to play college hockey coming out of high school. Um the years I had playing junior really helped me like make myself capable of playing and ready to play. The junior hockey for me that I that I've seen was getting up to, to game speed, but another thing is it's a whole new introduction into the game of hockey. Mm-hmm. So you you play a lot growing up and you're just kind of playing. You don't really see the details into you get introduced to being scratched potentially and fighting for ice time. Really, when you're growing up, you kind of knew, all right, I'm a first-line guy wherever I play, and we're going to roll four lines. High school, you see it a little bit, depending upon where you are, but even there, everybody's going to play. So for juniors, it was kind of a culture shock that you actually got into getting a little bit of taste as to what the game of hockey really is from a competitive side. And I that competition was a big shock for me how did you feel about going into it and kind of your eyes being open to not only do I have to compete now with opponents but I also have to kind of compete with my teammates as well yeah no definitely that's a that was a big factor I mean my I remember my first weekend of playing I mean I've never really experienced like people being scratched or not being in the lineup and it was like my first junior game and I ended up having like a like I got lucky. It was like a garbage goal, but ended up going in from the point. But like the next day, like my mom called me and asked me, like, "It's like what time do you have to be to the game? When do you have to be ready?" And I was like, "I don't even know if I'm gonna be playing," because like that, like thought never was really in my mind until I got to that junior level. So I mean, 
it definitely fuels your fire, makes you work harder, makes you respect the game, like respect your minutes and like kind of find a new love for it. Cause it's like, Oh, I earned this. Like I deserve to be here. Like this is mine. And like, I earned it. Someone can take it from me. So definitely like, like you love the game, but definitely like gives you a different edge and a different appreciation for it. How did you handle it? I mean, I, I, I handled it. I mean, juniors, it more was it when I've got to college where I, I faced it. Um, and I struggled a little bit with the competition in practice part. And mostly in, I mean, the first practice we were in, I think it was Strady came across. And I, I've told the story three or four times on the podcast already. But Strady came across and absolutely annihilated somebody. <clears throat> I think it was Kano. And it was a huge eye-opener because it was your teammate and – I thought Connell, I, I literally thought Connell was dead. He didn't get up. Yep. And everyone was going nuts. All the seniors went nuts and everyone was pumped. And if you did that in practice in high school, you'd get kicked off the ice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So how did, I mean, was it an adjustment for you to be able to do that? And, and if you have any kind of advice for someone who's going to go through that, whether it's high school to juniors or juniors to college, what kind of mindset do you have to have where you're essentially now competing with your friends and and then after practice, you're kind of going to hang out with them and everything else, but in practice, you're not, you're not friends anymore. So kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, similar to you, like in junior, I didn't really see it too much. Like we obviously competed with each other, but yeah, when I got to school, like it was very different. I mean, like, you're bad. Like you spend, you experience it. There's 25 guys in the team. You spend 24, almost 12 hours a day with them at the rink or in the classroom. So like you spend every day with them. You develop like these great relationships with them. But then you get on the ice and like who you think is your best friend off the ice is trying to run you to like prove that he can play and prove that he can get a spot on the team. And to be totally honest, like you develop like a like a passion and aggressiveness, and you do the same to him to earn a spot. And it's nothing like personal. It's just, it's just yeah. what you got to do to play. It's like what you got to do to prove that you would do anything for the team. And at the end of the day, like pushing each other, competing, you know, hit, playing, making big hits. It's like playing the body, like good habits, and all that that you develop in practice only helps you in the game. And um, you know, with like anyone who's like coming into college or coming into junior who might experience it, like you just first and foremost don't take anything personally. I guess on the ice because that yeah. no one means it because it's on the ice you're a different person but then also like you got to learn to be like that yourself if you want to make it if you want to earn a spot if you want to play because coaches like it coaches like guys who can compete the teammates respect it and then you'll you'll get better you'll develop more and you'll be a better player at the end of the day yeah you hit a couple good points and I just wrote a few of them down and I think that those are those are awesome. It's the first part, respect that you mentioned at the end. It, a lot of it is if you have a guy who's a big hitter or a big defenseman who's, who's like who he was a fighter in juniors, right? In order to get his respect on the ice, you got to be able to stand your own because a lot of and same thing on the other side. So respect's huge. And cheap shot or shying away or not working hard in practice, you lose respect because it's the other piece too is if you're not doing that, you're not helping the team. And you mentioned that. So you're making each other better by 
your best friend trying to pressure you as hard as possible and nail you and play you aggressively, that's going to make you quicker. It's going to make you better. And when you go into a game, you're ready for it, vice versa. If you just let people walk you one-on-one in practice and the goalie doesn't – it's like shinny hockey. When you go to play, you guys are going to suck, essentially. So that's huge. And then the big thing that, for me, was was a big hurdle was the personal piece. I'm an emotional guy, a sensitive guy. <laughs> like, I like to I like to get along with a lot of people, and taking things personal is really big. Was big for me. It's a big hurdle. I think I've gotten better at it now, but being able to to adjust to that very soon and just realize that hey, on the ice is on the ice, and off the ice is completely different. So yep. I think those three things for people to take away here is understand that it's not personal understand that by working hard you're making yourself and your teammates better it's inherent you're going to have more fun because you're going to be winning and then also it gains respect of everybody too so um that's pretty big so you so you get to the end of juniors and now you you make your commitment to your school you're going to college um i kind of want to talk about as you're getting set up for school right so this isn't really more of a decision as to the school that you wanted to go to You've already made that decision. You're going into campus. Um, how did you approach school? Because you can kind of approach it from two ways, and I'll, and I'll preface the, the question a little bit, is you can focus on it as, hey, I'm going to go in, play hockey, and live the dream, and try to continue to live the dream after, right? You can go in with that mentality. Or you can go in and say, I'm going to still live the dream in college hockey and focus there, but I'm also going to it got me into a great school and I'm going to leverage it for my future. So what was your approach um, heading into school and how did you, how did you get to that mindset? Um, yeah, well, like, like I said, like in high school, I was always a really, always really cared about my academics. I mean, my, our parents always stressed, like, you know, if you can be a good student, it'll help you get into college. If you can be a good student and an athlete, even better because you get into a great college and you get to play a sport. And I think that really helped me get into school. I mean, I was like an honor roll student in high school. So that was a big bonus, I think, when I was going on talking to schools. Like, they'd ask me how my grades were. And I was able to say, like, oh, I got good grades. And they seeing a smile on their face and almost a shock sometimes was, was pretty good. So, I mean, that definitely opened a lot more doors for me than would have if I didn't have good grades. So, I mean, going into to college, I mean, First of all, it was an adjustment getting back into the rhythm of school after two years off. I mean, that was a bit of an adjustment, but going in, I was always focused on getting a good degree and setting myself up for school afterwards and life afterwards. So obviously I came in wanting to enjoy hockey because obviously that's why I was there. But at the same time, school was a huge part and still is a big part of my college career. I mean, I probably spent more time on school than most of my teammates so like I care about a lot more than a lot of them I think but I think in the end it was more about what I'm going to do after college after hockey than right now so definitely school is important when you're when you're focusing on the classroom what do you think if anything that from what you learned in sports because knowing your background sports was everything right Mm -hmm. that's where you learned how to, how to be social, you learned how to talk to people, you learned how to 
stand up for yourself. You learned how everything, how to, how to yep. be part of a team. What are the big attributes that you think helped you, that you learned in sports, but helped you apply to the classroom in high school and also what's helping you now in college? Um, I mean, like you said, I mean, my interactions with others definitely helps. I mean, sports make you a pretty social person. Even if you're not a social person to heart, like it kind of forces you to talk to people, put yourself out of your comfort zone. So that definitely helps like interacting with people outside of your team within a classroom, like asking people for help, asking people like to study and stuff like that. Like that definitely helps. And then also, I guess, like, your work ethic that you put in your sport, I think also translates a lot into my schoolwork. And I put a good amount of time into both hockey and academics while I'm at school. And while I'm away from school, I probably put the same amount in. So, I mean, probably the social aspect of it helps and definitely the work ethic, too, because, you know, you want to succeed in everything you do. So, just like on the ice, you want to succeed in the classroom. So... Yeah, that work ethic is, is, is big, and it's it's that dedication that you have in sports, right? You didn't know how to skate when you started. You didn't know how exactly. to stick handle. So, yep. you, and and the thing that's popped into my head now that I, I never really thought of it this way with school, per se, but now as you transition into the business world and you start, even with this podcast, right, you, you don't know what you're doing necessarily, right? But you read a couple things, you train, you practice, and then eventually you get better and better. And then one day you have a podcast or exactly. you're, you're an executive or whatever it may be, right? And that's the yeah. same thing with school. A lot of people, I think, look at it as a hurdle. It's something that they'll never be good at, right? Math, I'll never be good at it. You yeah. sat down for five minutes every night and tried to do some crazy algebra thing. That you understood, yeah. Like you understood it in class, but then when you leave, you have to put the work in too. Same thing with sports. You go in, you do that one-on-one lesson. You're taking shots, and you're just an absolute legend. And you're going bar down every time. And then you get home, and then it wears off, and you didn't put the work in. You're never going to develop that skill. So identifying that young, like you have, and being able to leverage that is huge because that's going to pay off for you down the road. So I think from there, I mean, work ethic and and also being able to talk because nowadays everything's teams, everything's group projects. Yep, that's a big part too. Yeah, presentations, yeah. Yeah, I was never really good at presentations. I I mean, maybe for a different different show, but um, yeah, Yeah. some of the presentations that now I wish that. Presentations help, yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, that too, because you're able to be within a group. Like you're okay being embarrassed. You're okay turning red. Like it's all right. Yeah. So like you kind of learn to deal with it. And you fall into that doing your role type deal, right? Everyone yeah, pulls definitely. their own weight. So it's like you identify if you if people understand with, with sports, if you identify exactly what you want an athlete to do, they're going to do it, and they're going to do it well. And they're not maybe they're not going to do anything else, but they will dominate that role. And then, if, and that's a huge advantage. So, all right. So, I mean, grades, and we'll just stick with the school part a little bit here. And like you mentioned it a little bit earlier, that I mean, you have a approach that's very different from. I'll just generalize this because again, it's a generalization, but it's a lot of different from a lot of athletes in 
kind of the major sports that have professional leagues after that are looking at it and saying, Hey, I'm going to, I get here then I'm going to enjoy it, play for a few years after, and then figure out life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what you want to do, which is very rare going into college. So how is that? What is your daily life like being balancing athletics and the, the time commitment, which is huge. And then also the time commitment that you have with, um, school kind of what is a day in the life as you're working through um both on kind of during the season um well it's busy i mean i definitely don't have a lot of spare time but you definitely have more time to think and it's all about making the most of it so i mean we normally like a typical day you'll wake up we'll normally have lift in the morning then i have class and i have practice and then i have class again until seven o'clock at night and then I go home do homework study the most part I mean for me it's like I was always so busy that I didn't have an option to not do it in a way like I always had schoolwork I always had lift always had practice conditioning whatever it was I mean I always had something to do so if I didn't do it I wouldn't be on the team or I wouldn't be getting good grades in the classroom so it was kind of just like it forces you to do it in a way. I mean, like a lot of like, like we're all in the same boat. Like we just, it's just time management, but like it forces you to manage your time. It forces you to learn how to not procrastinate, how to do things. So, I mean, definitely just the restriction hurts you, but it definitely helps you in the end. Cause what do you, you think? Got to do it. And I mean, there's got, there's a, there's a aspect of the culture, right? And it's challenging to keep that focus. You mentioned if you don't do this, if you don't do A, B is going to happen, right? If you don't show up to lift and work hard, you're not going to be on the team. If you don't, right, if you don't do, but a, a lot of people fall into the trap of, all right, it's one or the other and they get overwhelmed. So what keeps you focused on being committed to both? And and if you, like, what what keeps them on level playing field so that one doesn't overtake the other, right? So if you have a huge test, obviously it's going to switch around, right? If you have a huge test, you might get a little leniency with the sports or vice versa, right? If you have a long trip, you kind of can make up the work a little bit later. But what keeps mm-hmm. you focused on keeping both at the same level of importance and priority in your mind? Uh, not to be cheesy, but kind of just like, the big picture and where I see my life going in a way. I mean, like you said, like I've kind of always had an idea of what I want to do. Even in high school, like I always kind of knew. So that was always like a motivating factor of where I would go to school, what I would study. So, I mean, like I said, I'm repeating myself, but it always kind of played a big role. And hockey, obviously, I love hockey. I love playing it. I love athletics, but I've always looked beyond the sport like I know that it doesn't last forever that you got to be able to have something to fall back on like seeing Maddie's career Maddie had an unbelievable career he has a college degree to fall back on now so he has something to do he has that great opportunity to like work and stuff so I definitely seeing his example and then you know seeing guys other examples who guys who didn't do school who don't have much to fall back on after hockey I think that motivates me too to 
see both sides and to put the work on the ice and in the classroom so that I'm set up because it's sad to say, sad to think, but you never know when your career is going to end. And, you know, college degree and education is definitely something to fall back on if that happens, God forbid. Dan, and it goes back to two you have and you get thrown back into a bigger pool of competition, right? So that Mm -hmm. college degree to fall back on helps you stay competitive, right? So if you think of, if you think of your sports career, right, you start at the youth level and you got like a ton of teams, you got a ton of people and it's a huge pool, right? And then as you keep moving up, it goes smaller, smaller, smaller. And then college and pros are in the top one or 2% or even less, right? And now- when now and then you think you're on top of the world and then all of a sudden all those people who are at school everybody in the world now your pool of competition now extends again and you yep. gotta it's not starting all over but your competition just gets more intense because now especially in the field that you're going into within medicine like you just you got to start competing with a lot of different people and sports yep. are going to help you but especially in that world grades matter how do you deal with distractions just in general, whether it's impacting your hockey game or it's impacting your school, um, is it more so that you're just so focused that you don't even know the distractions are there because you keep yourself busy, or how do you deal with those? Um, well, there's definitely distractions. I mean, you're in college, so like there's obviously different elements and different, you know, scenes and social aspects that are going to be there that are going to like tempt you and distract you, but like. I think just finding a good balance. I mean, you can't – there's guys who could focus 100% on the task at hand, like guys who give 110% to, like, their craft and their sport and, like, good for them. But I think, like, having a good balance is the key. I mean, I'm in – I'm on a team with 25, like, my best friends. So, I mean, we like to – socialize. We like to, like, have a good time with each other and, like, our friends outside the team. I think that's a big part of becoming a team and, you know, loving the guy next to you, loving the guys in the locker. I mean, that's a big part. But then it also helps you, like, refocus and, like, refocus on the big picture, the big goal, whether it be getting a degree or, you know, winning games, winning a league and moving on to, like, the tournament and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's definitely finding a balance, like, earning those good times with the guys with the, like, outside of the rink in the classroom and the distractions, like giving into them a little bit, but not so much that they take away from your goals, but like almost help your goals at the end. You know what I'm saying? In that kind of sense of it. So. Yeah. It's kind of like being on a diet, right? You you go, go, go. And then you give yourself yeah, exactly. like that cheat meal so that you kind of reset. And yeah. Cause I know when I restrict myself from some, anything, and yeah. it could be, you end, I mean, up, you end up binge eating. Oh, go nuts. Eat a whole sleeve of Oreo. And I, I mean, now it's upgraded to I get like frozen pizzas and all that stuff in the, it's yeah. just the freezer goes away because yeah, I restrict exactly. I don't got Oreos in the house, which is devastating. <laughs> That's the key though. Well, you, we yeah. got, we got the, the, the cabinets and everything else is we've always had a good stash of stuff in the house. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's, it's great. I, that's, I never thought of it that way um, where you have it as something that you want, you don't want to shun it completely and you don't want to mm-hmm. keep it out because it's good to kind of get out there and 
let the stress go a little bit, not really be so focused on it all. And then it kind of resets the body a little bit. Um, but all, I mean, yep. it's the same thing. It's too much of anything is not a good thing. For those who are listening who, are, who want to be a college athlete, maybe they aren't um, and they're going to be anticipating going to a school for four years. Um, it's not going to be one of the elite players who are ones and dones, um, but they're coming in and they want to play a sport. It doesn't need to be hockey and they want to get a good degree as well. Kind of what is the experience as a college athlete? What's your day-to-day life? And um, what do you enjoy? What do you not enjoy? And kind of what type of things that you think people should know about going into it? Um, I mean, if you can play a sport in college, I 100% recommend you do it, whether it be the varsity level, D1, D2, D3, club, intramural, whatever you can do to be a part of a team, I highly recommend it. I mean, going into any situation is very daunting. Like going into college, it's it's a new experience. It could be could be nerve wracking, could be whatever you think. Like coming from me, I played junior at home. Like I never left to play junior. So going into college was my first experience away from home. And being on the team, I walked on the campus with an instant 25 to 30 friends who, you know, helped me through it all. Like, they helped me adjust. They got me acclimated to being a student, being an athlete, the workload, the demands of the sport. You know, and it just, like, made you feel a bigger part. You felt a part of the university, the team. And that part definitely helped. And then, like I said, like, you're an athlete. You interact with different sports a lot different than you would if you weren't a part of a sport. Like you respect their workload, what they go through, and you're just able to branch out, make connections, and all that. So, I mean, if you have the opportunity to get involved in the sport, regardless of the level, I think that's extremely important to your college experience. And it helps you afterwards, too. I mean, like having a sport, like the connections you make during your time there carry on like way beyond just your four years i mean you have an alumni group that would make a call for you like in a minute that would help you find a job get a recommendation and all that kind of stuff so like it definitely helps and then you you mentioned kind of the different stages right whether if it's one two three and i think another one that's big is club right so if you have the opportunity and maybe you're not and it's not even that maybe you're not good enough to make the team, but maybe you fell through the cracks. Maybe you don't even, I mean, playing a division one sport is very, or any sport, one, two, or three, is very yeah. demanding. And if yeah, you just want to have a good time, you play club hockey. And even from there, I, I was talking to one of the previous episodes out there, this, um, this kid, Sean, who runs Hoser Hockey, and he, I mean, he played hockey, played club hockey. Um, yeah enjoyed it they actually grew the club hockey that the university went to pretty high up and like they're very proud of it but they have a great alumni network now so anyone who plays on that club hockey team has an opportunity to leverage these relationships that these guys have built something so it's huge my whole career is based off of the people i've known from hockey every single person i've met every job i've had has come from sports and it's something that if you have the opportunity to do it. Um, and even if you don't, I would say, and if you, if it's not in the cards for you, stay involved in it some way, somehow, 
right? Yeah, you don't exactly. have to be on the team, but one of my good buddies, and he was on JP, he came in, he was a hockey player his whole life, lacrosse player, and he got the opportunity to be our video coach, and he took it straight to the NHL. Made a yep. cup run with the Bruins, and that's, that's awesome, right? And he was just the video guy in college, but he made it to the NHL, which is better than he can say, most of us can say. As a athlete in college, kind of what's, what is, what was eye-opening for you? We talked about the competition aspect and the scratching and all that. Um, but what was something else that was very eye-opening, not within the game, right, not on the ice? Because I think no. people, it, you're bigger, you're faster, stronger, yeah. less time, all that. Given, yeah. What was like the, the, the big eye-opener from preparing off the ice before you went on that was something that kind of took you back a little bit and was tough to get adjusted to? Um, yeah, I mean, a thing that we like kind of preach in our locker room is that like you're a full-time athlete. I mean, you, you got to get to bed early. You got to eat right. You got to drink water. You know, you got to take care of your body, stretch, warm up, and do the little things that'll make you, uh, your body health and prevent injury and all that stuff. So, I mean, I hate stretching. I hate doing all that. I mean, I have probably the tightest hips out of many people on the team. So, I mean, like, just like the preparation I had coming into college definitely wasn't there. I mean, I would come in the lift, touch my toes once or twice, do a few leg kicks, and then get right into it. But then coming into college, you know, you got like 15-minute warm-up, then you got to roll out, you got to hit the bike, and then you can start squatting or benching or whatever you're doing. So that preparation was definitely different. And then as far as like before games or even practice, it's like you get to the rink in June, you're like a few hours before practice, 30 minutes, like you're just kind of hanging out in the room, talking to guys, taping your sticks, not really thinking about practice or like what you're about to do. But like you get to the level, I remember my first year, like, we had a big junior class my freshman year, and there was, like, a few guys who just prepared for practice like they were playing a game. I mean, they would come in, they'd be foam rolling, stretching out, like, visualizing practice, getting ready to go, and it was, like, unbelievable because they were just ready to go in the first drill. And it translates to their game, you know, they were able to perform night in and night out. I think a lot of it was had to do with their preparation for lifts, for practices, and all that. So, I mean, it's definitely a lot different. And you got to learn, and it really does help if you're able to prepare because everyone does it differently. Some guys need to focus. Some guys need to, like, crack a joke or two and laugh. But everyone, like, kind of finds your niche coming into it. And, you know, everyone has their own thing. But, you know, you find what works for you. So that was a big, big eye over it. Yeah, the, 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 the workouts and the warm-ups, I think even along those lines is, like, the athletic trainers, that was pretty wild, too. Yeah, like the that was hubs yeah. and like you're telling me that this person is like here to help anything I need. Yep. Right? It's crazy. I I can get they just go in and this was like and it was a big eye opener like, for me at prep school to get like my ankles taped, right? And then you go in like you I mean I just have this person who's gonna keep me healthy. It's crazy. Yep. Who would do anything. You don't need a massage, you can do whatever you need. Like, he'll do it for you. Yeah, and I think that it's something that people, and you don't want to jump too far into it in high school. Um, I think juniors, you're fine because you're 18 years old, but you want to be careful from off-ice training. Mm -hmm. Just do it the right way. But I think everybody who's 
preparing to go into school can focus on this in some way, whether it's like you said, visualizing practice. So maybe you start showing up to rink a little bit earlier, right? Or if you're there a half hour before, you just take five, 10 minutes to just focus in on the task at hand and that will carry over. Um, but the, the workouts, I remember some of the guys who would come in from the development program or a junior team that did it and they would be light years ahead in strength. Like they're cleaning, they know what they're doing, squat and everything else. And that they, served them so well. Even if the people who were behind caught up, but that first year it helped them so so much to be able to transition. So if if the like for everyone, if like one of the other takeaways here is that you can you can do these little things right now that can help you um, move forward. Another thing that was I that I was thinking like from a coaching side, game film. Yeah, that blew my game mind. Film was crazy. Yeah, that was actually crazy. We like, didn't you, watch any film in junior. <laughs> I didn't even know. Barely watched anything. I thought game film yeah. was literally football only. Game film was, yeah, that was definitely another eye opener. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. You watch like, so it's much just, film. It's like we talked about earlier. It opens you up to the actual game of hockey or the game of whatever yeah. sport you're in. You start thinking about what forecheck you're in. You think about, and you're making adjustments, and the coaches are actually trying to, the coaches are competing with each other across the ice. and there's strategy involved. There's they're anticipating. It's crazy how much everyone just sees the product on the ice. And I think as athletes, you you always just looked at the game as an aberration because you never prepared for it. You just kind of went out and played. And then when you get to, I mean, maybe some juniors, but for us, when you got to college, it really opened you up that the game isn't really the important part at all it's everything yeah, that happens because yeah. you don't really think when you play you just kind of react and if you're not preparing you can't react it's also huge just for like just like your development as a player with game film i mean i remember a few times getting called in the coach's room and he's showing me things i didn't even know i did like he's showing yeah. me stick position me not bending my legs and i'm like i don't even know what I was doing. Like, I look like I don't know how to play hockey at certain points. And like, I think that really helps. I mean, it helps you fix your bad habits and that's another big part of it. Like, so and you're able to prepare for the games within practice because you're aware of your habits. So you work on them. And What's the biggest thing that you wish you did, you did or that you knew before you went to school? I am playing a major junior league, like, a lot of other people. I mean, you played in the EJ. Like that was one of the leagues back then. Like nowadays, it's like the USHL, BC, like some parts of the NA and stuff like that. But I, I you know, I stayed home for junior. I am playing like one of the top tier junior leagues. And so, like, I think one thing I am grateful for that doesn't really matter where you play. I mean, if you if you're good, like people will find you. I think like if you are a good player, I think people will find you like the connections you have will like help you out. I mean, obviously having you and Matt helped me in a way, but I mean, when you get to school, like no one cares where you played. Like it doesn't really matter. Like if you come in, you work hard, you'll have the same opportunity as the guy who played in the USHL or BC. Like it doesn't matter as long as you put in the work. What is the one characteristic that has helped you be able to get to where you are today? 
your passion for finding like kind of something that you want to do. I mean, like I, for me, I wanted to get to college. I wanted to play a sport. Like I wanted to play college hockey. So like finding that was something that like drove me within junior, drove me within high school. So like, and like it helps me with school. Like I want to, you know, I want to be in the medical field. I want to help people. I want to, make a difference in someone's lives. Like I found something that I am passionate about. And I think that translates from sports into life. Like you can find it, your passion in whatever you do, but you know, sports definitely shapes like, and helps you find what you want to do. And like teaches you how to work for it, how to like make connections, how to work with people and how to like achieve those regardless. Thank you for listening to the show. Before we sign off, I want to announce that we're going to be launching the Pro Athlete Academy business community in the next month. Over the next four weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you what the community is all about and who that community will be for. Our focus is to help athletes transition from their playing careers into the business world that they can develop businesses around their sport and their knowledge that they've gained from a lifetime of playing. You don't have to start over. You can use the knowledge that you have to have a successful career in the world of sports. And that is what the community is going to be built for. So if you're interested, click the link below, sign up for the newsletter, and stay tuned on the podcast for more information. Thanks again for supporting the podcast. Hope you guys are all having a good day. And I'll talk to you next week.